So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Ha Ha Okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 13 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Sarah and her daughter and dogs move in with Sean. Deontay plots crashing Nicole and Tia's wedding. Puppy gets engaged. Ray meets Brittany's mom. And Lacey fights with Shane and hooks up with John. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you as we're getting toward Thanksgiving? Uh, It's pretty good. We get, I think, a five-day weekend, so I'm excited. Man, I tried to say that to my students, and they were like, no, weekend doesn't count. It's only three days off. Like, I'm like, but it's five days in a row. And they're like, nope, Sunday doesn't count. Call it a five-day weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They still weren't buying it. They still weren't buying it. Well, you know, eh. I mean, they should be so lucky that they get any time. Off. That's what they should be thankful for. Right. For any time off at all. Well, everybody, yeah. a lot. I feel like all the school districts that didn't have Wednesday off now have Wednesday off because they're like, uh, we can't get any subs. <laughs> can't have school that day. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Our sub shortage, another issue. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start talking about somebody who clearly a five day weekend is not going to be enough for her. And that's Brittany. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, we start with a different part. The the the, the crazy party Brittany comes later. Um, we start with Ray. You know, he's been at his job for long enough now, the required length of time. So he's finally allowed to bre- meet Brittany's mom. Uh, Brittany is clearly very concerned about how this is going to go because she's like picking out his pants for him and, you know, making sure that they have the right amount of business going on. So they all come and things start off cordial enough with uh, her dad, Ronald, who you know, Ray has met before, but he says the mom, Diane, is eyeing him up from across the room. So they sit down for the weird, you know, fifth degree face to face about his whole past. They asked where he lived, which turns out to be in the burbs, what his crimes were, pharmacy burglary, definitely not robbery because nobody had any (laughs) guns. And, you know, what the hell was he thinking all this time? And he kind of blames his mom's passing and running with the wrong crowd or whatever. But eventually they get to the topic of restitution, the $143,000 that he has to pay, which Diane notes could pay for a private university. Maybe I guess attending one and not, you know, founding one. But OK, <laughs> yeah. she was worried about how this huge debt is going to impact Brittany, of course. Notably, you know, if he doesn't pay, is it going to be Brittany's responsibility? And Ray says, nope, it, it's it's my debt. And it's on me. But if I don't pay. It could be a parole violation and I could get sent back to prison, which I thought we knew, but Brittany says is news to her. Mm. So Dan doesn't want to judge, but seriously, why couldn't Brittany pick somebody better? She's still doubtful about Ray and whether he's going to be able to stay responsible. So the producer asks her in an interview if they're going to get married, should Brittany get a lawyer involved? And she just goes, mm-hmm. So that's the last we see of them. And then later on, we see Ray and Brittany starting to talk about Brittany's birthday plans. So Ray says that he might have some uh, surprise planned, which means he doesn't have anything planned yet, by the way. Um, And wants to make sure, you know, but that's okay that he doesn't have anything planned yet because Brittany just has her own plans. Uh, She wants to go to Miami. She says, yeah, 34 isn't one of those big number birthdays, but it's her first one that she's going to have with Ray. Ray hopes he can go because he has to talk to the parole officer and get permission to leave the state and everything like that. And also, he makes like minimum wage and Miami is expensive. Well, especially the way Brittany is probably going to do Miami, which is like getting bottle service at all of the clubs. So also they can work on – but, you know, she's trying to entice him by saying they could help make this baby in Miami. Anyway, Ray agrees that they need a vacation, but he's still concerned about this parole thing. Brittany says she, what, she, what he really should be concerned about is her being all wild and crazy. She's going to bring friends and her sister. And it seems like she's pretty much sold on going whether he gets parole or not. Like, let's celebrate my, t- my birthday, first birthday with Ray. Ray can't come. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, her hope is that he will propose to her when they are in Miami. So then we get to the commercial segment this week, which has the two of them packing up. Brittany says she needs her special occasion dress, uh, or as Ray calls it, her freakum dress, and a bathing suit that says birthday queen on it. She tells us in a shock to no one 
that she is one of those people that celebrates her birthday for like an entire month. Oh, really? Last year, she partied in Cuba and she goes through all – and then she talks about all the presents she's gotten herself. Diamond earrings, custom outfits, fancy restaurants, everything like that. So, okay. So, I'm just going to start off right with there with what I said at the end. Would it be possible for you to be less surprised that Brittany is a birthday queen? No, none of this surprises me. It's all on brand for Brittany. Like, yeah, I, I'm just, I feel like she needs to temper her engagement expectations. I think she's going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Um, if she keeps on, you know, saying things like, oh, I just want this fat diamond. It's like. Are you going to buy this fat diamond? Because I'm pretty sure Ray has restitution. Like, right. cut the guy some slack. Like, let's not make it all about the ring. Like, I don't know. I just think she's putting kind of an unfair expectation and she's going to get disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just seems unfair that the guy, you're trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. He's got his yeah. first honest job, which pays a whole hell of a lot less than his not honest jobs. Right, right. right. And so and then you're going to on top of that, on top of that, you know, disappointment that he's living with already kind of put these expectations about how much money he's supposed to be spending on you with expensive vacations and big fat ass diamond rings. It just it just seems like a recipe for her trying to get him back into the life of crime to make this money for her. Like it, it just doesn't seem like it'll work. It seems like, you know, especially with the amount of money that he's making, she really should be like. You know, it doesn't matter as long as I have you. Like, that's all that matters. But Right. I don't think that's that's in her nature. I know. That just doesn't seem like her. Um, But what does seem like her, and it's like, I just really like Ray, and it really bothers me when I see her just kind of bossing him around. Mm -hmm. Although I will, side note, say that she wasn't wrong about his crazy pants. Like, Ray, why (laughs) do you own these crazy pants? I know, but it's... (laughs) I've seen him wear other crazy pants. So, I mean, it's not just those ones he has. So, yeah, good for you, I guess, for steering him into the right direction for pants that would make a good impression. I think there's a better way she could have put it. Like, maybe she says to him, like, let's wear our Sunday best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying yeah. to impress mom. Like, would you wear those to church? And if Ray said he'd wear those to church, then maybe we'd have to have a more serious talk. It depends on your church, man. Some people got some laid back churches. Yeah. How about job interview? <laughs> okay. Well, then you're wearing a suit. Like, I don't know. I've, I I think there's an in-between, though. Like, do you think Ray's we- wearing a suit to his warehouse job interview? Uh, you dress for, the jo- dress for the job you want, not the job you have. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> I've, I've never not worn a suit to a job interview, but I've never interviewed for a warehouse job. So, right, fair enough. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, I just, so I just then, feel like there's got to be a better way to do it where it doesn't feel like she's his mommy picking out his yes, clothes. It very much seemed that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of mommy, uh, when Diane comes into the picture, it was like it actually reminded me a lot of my mom, the way she kind of interrogates other people, too. But I feel like the purpose of interrogation is to obtain information. Right. Uh, yes and no. It depends. Like. I feel like the purpose of questioning or investigating uh-huh. is to gain information. I feel like the purpose of interrogation is to get people to admit to something. Like Okay. Okay. Know? Well, because to me, I just felt like her line of questioning was simply to make him uncomfortable. It didn't even seem like she was really listening to his answers because she already had like the next question all like locked and loaded to right. like get at him. And I definitely felt like she was trying to make him uncomfortable to kind of almost like that was the test. Like, how is he going to react when I ask him all these hard, uncomfortable questions? Yes. I don't even care what he actually says to me. I just want to see his reaction. Yes. I mean, it definitely was. It almost seemed like how was with the interrogation thing? The purpose is to obtain a confession. That's the point of mm-hmm. purpose. And the confession sure. was supposed to be at the end of the day. You're not good enough for Brittany. You know this, right? Like, this is what you know. Like, this is how we're going to yeah. go. We're going to ask this leading line of questions just to be like, what makes you think that you're good enough for Brittany? Because I don't I don't know what it is because I don't see it. And right. Yeah. I mean, but you had to expect her to have it locked and loaded, I guess. I don't know. I've never been on the other side of that. I've never been on either side of that. Let's let's be honest. Um, 
Like my girls are not old enough that to the dating, but even if they do start dating, I'm not going to be the dad who's like rapid fire questions. I'm going to intimidate you and feel bad, but, but I've never been on the other side of that either. Parents like me. <laughs> and they like me ahead of well, time. Well, according to Ray, you know, like Ray has been saying from the very beginning, like, I don't understand why I can't just meet your mom. Like, parents love me. And Brittany's dad already is bonded with Ray. And he's not wrong. He's not. You because know, we he's like a likable guy. Like, we've seen him talk and we're like, this seems like this guy. Yeah, he has his past. But it seems like right now he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's not like yeah. doing a bunch of crazy stuff. He's not weird. Right. Like, there's definitely other people in here that I wouldn't want to bring home to my parents because it'd be like, what are they? He looks good. He's also, you know, you know, crazy pants aside. It's not like he has a crazy yeah. haircut and a ton of tattoos right. and stuff that leaves the wrong yeah. impression with a lot of parents. He just, yeah, he's soft spoken. He has good energy, too. Like, yeah. you know, just by talking to him, you're like, this isn't the kind of guy who's going to physically abuse my daughter or even right. emotionally abuse my daughter. He just seems like a super laid back like i just want to make her happy kind of guy and right. you know that's that's good energy i'm sure you know yeah, with parents would, yeah totally yeah it really bothers me though when people th- say things like i don't like to judge but it's like yeah but you kind of do because well, that's what you're doing yeah, yeah that's Diane. definitely 95 <laughs> percent of the time if someone says the phrase i don't like to judge the next statement is going to mm-hmm. be extremely judgy <laughs> extremely judgy i don't like to judge but he's not good enough for my daughter like i feel like that's a judgment like i mean it seems like though man this restitution that's gonna be a long time that it takes to pay him for him to pay that off like a really long time unless Brittany helps him like and that's gonna be something that i think her family is going to very much because right, because what he can't give her what she wants as long as he has it hanging over his head. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just feels like I don't know. It, it doesn't feel unreasonable to me if two people are getting married for her to pitch in on the restitution, um, so that they can then live the kind of life she wants to live. It doesn't really work if you're right. that financially divergent from each other. Yeah, I think I could see her paying into it if she has a baby. And the reason why I say that is because there's probably not as many girls trips to Miami and Cuba happening. Right. Right. When you have a baby. So it's a little bit easier to divert your money to the family needs. Yeah. And that, that that's the thing. At that point, it's like, well, I don't want to pay him in this money if we end up breaking up. And then I paid all this money so that yes. he could the thing. I get that. But right. if you have a baby, yeah, then that too. that's the father of your child. You don't want that. Whether you're broken up or not, you don't want him to go back to jail because he can't pay this restitution. Right. Like what kind of life yeah. is he providing for your child? Yeah. Yeah. I could see it going down that way, too. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, Amber and Puppy, which mostly just Puppy in this uh, episode. So Puppy Mm -hmm. goes to visit her mom. Uh, As you recall, her mom has cancer and has been going to the hospital frequently for treatment. Puppy says it's difficult to see her mom this way, which is why she's just been avoiding her. She wants to ask her mom for advice, even though she doesn't really think her mom is in a condition to give her any. Puppy tells her mom that Sammy and Amber have broken up. Puppy's mom asks if Eric is treating her right, and Puppy also tells her mom that she has a warrant out for her arrest because the neighbor told her parole officer that Puppy moved away. Her mom tells her that she needs to turn herself in because she's afraid that if they catch up to her, then Puppy might go to prison for a long time, and she might not be around to see her again given her uh, health. Puppy is stressed, and she's getting the urge to run. Puppy then video calls Amber to tell her her mom thinks she should turn herself in. Amber is kind of helpful. She actually says that she'll ask her PO for advice and, you know, come back and let her know what, you know, professionals think. But they keep it short because Amber's on a break at work. Puppy seems to be just in a mood. And Eric comes back and they bicker a bit, bit about the door being open. Eric and Puppy discuss turning herself in because of her warrant. Puppy doesn't want to leave her mom, and Eric thinks that, you know, this sucks because they're living their best life right now. Why would she want to give that up? 
It's kind of hard to tell if, you know, he's really advocating or leaning towards turning herself in or running. Like, kind of talk about it kind of the same way. Uh Uh, But Puppy is flipping through her texts with Eric just sitting in the room when she receives a text from Eric asking her to marry him. He kind of casually shows her a ring like, no big deal, and slips it on her finger. Puppy asks if he's serious, and Eric says, well, I sent a text, didn't I? (laughs) Peppy says they might run away for a couple weeks, you know, to get married. All right. uh, If the end goal is for Puppy to be around for her mom, what do you think is the best course of action? Um, She's, she's, I mean, I I like... I really like Amber's idea of let's ask my parole officer. Yeah. Um, what would ha- what, what we right. should do? Um, but I mean, she's got to turn herself in. Like, there's there's no yeah there's no scenario where she ends up better off getting caught than she does turning herself in now. Right? Getting caught later right, rather right. than turning herself in now. I can't imagine any scenario where yeah. that ends up better. Right. And if she's helping right. her mom, mm-hmm. well, then she has to be at her mom's house. And guess where the PO is going to show up? Like, at her right. mom's house, right? Like, so it, it just doesn't yeah. seem, I mean, it seems like she already blew it, right? And so it's a matter yeah. of, of of minimizing the damage at this point. Yeah, definitely. I still don't have a real clear opinion or picture of eric i don't want to judge him based on what he looks like but he looks so angry right yeah it's like this guy's gonna get mad and punch in the face but i mean nothing he's really said does he just have an angry face like does he just have like yeah i don't know resting bitch face is that what he's got like the man version like because because, yeah because it's not just that it's like that it's that he looks simultaneous like like somebody whose resting face is angry but also somebody who could really kick your ass if he wanted to oh yeah right absolutely (laughs) there's something very intimidating about him Mm -hmm. and it's not that he's said anything that kind of aligns with him like beating you down or anything like that but at the same time we haven't heard a lot of him with you know seemingly like oh happy happy yeah, you know, he's like a, this he's a pretty reserved guy. was the closest we ever got to him being like yeah. something a little more positive than neutral. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's I just couldn't get past puppy like I'm sure when they put you out on parole that they have very strict definitions of what does and does not count as living somewhere. Right, and it actually right. I'm sure those requirements require you to stay there at least half of the time. Over any yeah, period they I choose, think so. right? A month, a week, uh, two months. So the fact that she's like, I still live here. I just stay at Eric's all the time. Well, then why don't you just say you live at a P.O. box and you just stay over right. at your mom's house all the time? Because that's what you're doing. You don't live there, yeah. right? And if you haven't been there in 30 days, then you don't it, – it probably requires them – like I wouldn't be surprised if for like a month it didn't allow for more than like two or three times that you don't sleep there. Like, right. But I'm sure that exists and it's knowable and she can't argue it. Yeah, I think the reason why she can't say she's living at Eric's is because he's also an ex-convict. But then I was kind of questioning, you know, what about Amber's situation? Because isn't she living with Queen and wasn't Queen also? She was in she, she was in jail with them. Yep. Yeah. I don't I don't know. And it yeah, because they so both I don't know are why this, the same rules don't apply. Yeah, pop, but it just seems this, to me like, like if it's gonna be honest like just tell them that you want to live with your boyfriend doesn't mean you you know but just to like feel it out like how legal is this can i just live with this guy yeah yeah it just she just is afraid i mean she's afraid and that that's part of it too is is she's just afraid of what's immediately in front of her which is probably an issue of why she's you know been in jail like avoid conflict avoid everything now Put it off to later. So even if that means, you know, we see it in school. Oh, I'm going to bound this test. I'm going to skip class now. Like, well, okay, so you skip class and now you have a Saturday detention. Okay, well, now you skip that and now you have now you're suspended. And it's like all of a sudden you just to avoid, you know, getting an e, getting an F on this test. Now you're like have suspensions on your record and you're doing this and you have all this stuff. Yeah. Like that's kind of the way she goes, right? Because it's like, yeah, she wants to avoid this warrant or she didn't want to stay at the – she wants to avoid the parole officer. And it's like I think she wants to avoid at all costs. Even when she was in the right, she was like, I don't want to talk to my PO. 
Like I want to avoid ever having to do that because if I do it, I'm putting myself at risk and going back to jail. Like every time I talk to him, it's a risk. And so I'm going to avoid doing that as much as possible, even when she needs to do it to make jail less likely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess Eric probably owns the house that they're living in. I gather that, yeah. You know, why can't Eric just stay over at Puppy's house? Yeah. You know, for a little bit, you know, like at least they're take obviously turns. serious about each other if they're engaged. So, right. I mean, this is where you start making compromises. So one of you doesn't go back to prison. Well, I mean, and he's I mean, he's engaged. He's serious about her because he's like, oh, we're going to Mexico. I'm going. Let's go. I'm ready. Like We're avoiding no, right. this. Like we have to move across the country. We have to move somewhere else to avoid this. I'm, I'm down. Let's go. Right. No, but, I know. And so, yeah. 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 I mean, so like it, it's definitely a. a uh, tricky situation but she just man she just always her natural instinct is always wrong and she has to stop following it (laughs) i know right i feel bad for her i wonder if she really does love him or she just loves that someone else loves her you know because it's just i don't know like i in some ways i feel like she was more affectionate with amber Mm mm-hmm yeah, but, but so it's just I don't yeah, know, and I that, feel like not was, enough but, time has passed either. It doesn't seem like they've been together for very long. Yeah, but that's the one thing Amber couldn't give to her is like that reciprocation. Yeah. Like, and so oh yeah, I could see that being like you're in love with the fact that they're in love with you, like rather mm-hmm. than actually being all that interested in them. But right. I don't know. I think people can make that work. <laughs> all right. Well, some people are making that work. <laughs> yeah, people people definitely make go for that. Um, so let's go to other people trying to make other stuff work. And that's Sean and Sarah. So I actually started off Sean and Sarah's segment very confused, but I got distracted and went because it went off the rails at the end. Because <laughs> Sarah and Abby are moving into Sean's place. But the clothes, the grass, and the trees clearly indicate that it's summertime. Even though all the other scenes they have last week... This week was in the dead of winter and there's like snow on the ground and everything like this. And I go in this scene, there's green leaves on the trees. It's not like a warm snap or something else. All the snow is gone. I was very, very confused. That is a good eye. I did not notice that at all. So I'm guessing this is some sort of like reenactment of when they moved in or something. I don't know. Anyway, the Hmm. key thing is that Sarah has decided to forgive Sean for his litany of lies. And she's going to move in with Abby, her and her two dogs. She says the relationship is going to hinge on whether or not Sean will stop lying. So, you know, that means it's all in his corner. He seems really excited that they're finally coming home, even if that means the dog's peeing on the floor. So someone that is not excited about her moving in is her mom, who is probably the only one with a realistic read on the situation. Abby is excited to see Abby, the daughter, of course, is excited to see her new room with her new bed, which I love this part. Sean took almost a whole day to put together. Because it was oh complicated and the direction sucked. But my wager is it's more because he's an idiot and can't follow the directions. Yep. Right. So when they're talking about Sean and his new stepdad role, um, producers asked them in a joint interview if they were planning on having kids together. And that's when the shit hits the fan. It's clearly a sore subject or something because once the question gets asked, Sarah just looks at him and he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. It would be kind of good, you know, but I have six kids already. And then Sarah gets very upset at the answer, increasingly emotional, and ends up crying and walking off the set. So we get back to them later on in the show to kind of see more of what happened here. It seems like the issue is that before the interview, uh, Sarah said that it was something they supposedly both wanted. And not this wishy-washy, if it happens, it happens thing. He just sits there with a dumb face and then says, it came out wrong. Then she gets up to leave. He follows her outside again. And now it's winter again. And she's pretty clear that having more kids or something is a, is a deal breaker. And so, you know, Sean, I don't know, maybe Sean at some point had told her this, right? Anyway, he tries to blame this on her for getting mad over something dumb just like he answered something the wrong way and claims he didn't want to say that he wanted kids and this is pretty key not to jinx it or say anything until they're 100 percent. but anyway it gets it's kind of a dodge but it gets us and her and everyone uh to think that she was like wait 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 what do you think they asked because they asked do you want kids and he says oh i misunderstood the question <laughs> 
Oh my god! And Sarah's like, idiot. no, you didn't. That's how you feel. And they have blah, blah, blah. She doesn't buy it. And she thinks that he isn't 100% on having kids with her. And maybe she should go back to Destiny or Kelly or whatever as they drive off. So anyway, this whole thing went down and I kind of was on board. I kind of watched it a second time, actually. And I have a mm-hmm. theory. I want to know if we're on the same page. Why do you think Sarah reacted so strongly to this wishy-washy response? I have no idea because to be honest, like what she said, he said, wasn't exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, because th- what happened? He didn't say ki- he didn't say six kids is enough. Like no, no, he said, "I'm not against it." In fact, I won't even say he was like, "Oh, like I'd be open to it." But I already have six kids, so it's okay if it doesn't happen was kind of how I interpreted Uh what he said. Uh So he did bring up, you know, I already have six kids. And then she took what he said and twisted it so it was like more of a definitive, I don't want it because I have six kids, which isn't exactly what he said. So I did feel like, okay, she's kind of twisting it a little bit. But then at the same time, I don't think he really wants to have another kid. He does have six kids already. And like my biggest thing is like, why do you think this is a man who is a good father? Just Mm -hmm. because he's kind of this stand in dad to Abby at the moment. He has six other kids. That's like a one in seven that he's actually (laughs) good to. And, you know, six in seven that he's terrible to. These are not good odds. No. Okay. So here, my theory as to why Sarah reacted so strongly to this wishy-washy response. Because she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. When When you're actually pregnant and he knows you're pregnant and you're like, do you want kids? And he's like... Oh, maybe I guess if it happens, like you would react to that. Like, <laughs> yes, I definitely got that vibe when he said the whole like, I'm not 100 percent or if we're not 100 percent. I didn't want to jinx it until we were 100 percent. It's like, right. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I could see that. But it's like, but that was the thing. He's an idiot. They didn't ask, is Sarah pregnant? Like, <laughs> they asked, would you have right. kids? It's super easy. Like, and that's what he's just so dumb. It's easy. You know she's pregnant. You know you don't want to tell anybody she's pregnant. So you say Mm -hmm. something like, oh, I think it'd be amazing if we had kids together. I hope we can do it in the future. Like, because you know it's coming. Like, that's all you have to say. I I, I really do want to have kids with Sarah. You don't have to say she's pregnant right now. Like, nobody asked you that. How do you misunderstand that question? Yeah. Why is it that the dumbest people always have super sperm? Like, how is this going to be a father of seven? Because my sperm would have to get through a condom first. That's why. (laughs) His clearly does not. Oh, goodness. This just is like such a bad idea. Speaking of bad ideas, I was kind of surprised that the last time we heard, you know, she was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't think we should move in because he asked her at the dumbest time. And then all of a sudden, now granted, your whole like uh, the timeline, you know, timeline thing. Definitely, there's something sketchy going on. But why would she ever move in with him? Seems like an awful idea. I cannot fathom like getting to my child and being like, "We're gonna move in with this rando." No, no, no. I can't. No, it's it's just so wrong on so many levels. I'm just like looking at this girl and being this poor girl. Like, is just gonna get shipped off to some other random person's house like that's it's crazy to me like yeah also like i he i get that he spent money trying to you know make abby happy to do up her room right i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that sarah did not contribute any kind of money to this because as far as we know she didn't have a job which is fine you know but okay so she's not contributing it still bothers me that Sean will insist on paying for other people's kids before his own. Before his own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it's just so messed up. I'm sure he owes Kelly money. I guarantee that. Oh, yeah. Right? Because he doesn't have a job. He's doing it on saved money, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just... Yeah. He's making bad decisions all around. Yeah. She's making bad decisions. Why? Don't get pregnant with this guy. You've said it before. He's got a bad track record right right and it's just like 
he has six kids he doesn't take care of now, right? And so yeah. he has a, another person he was, you know, engaged to, and she had two kids or whatever that we don't hear see in the show, but we know she had kids mm-hmm. that he didn't take care of. Like, and so what in the world makes you think he'll take care of a your kid or b this kid you're going to have with him, like? And it's just because probably just because he's definitely the kind of guy who bitches about putting condoms on until he doesn't have to put one on. Oh my I just it just, just gets in the way. I just we just we just just it's not a big deal. We'll just uh Yeah. Honestly at this point though, it's like he should have just had a vasectomy. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like And then and then that's like a you, I don't want to be like okay. shooting blanks and what well, why well, he can't have a vasectomy because he wants to leave it. Oh, he wants to be with women like Sarah who are open and want oh, to yeah. have kids. And he doesn't want to yeah. have that Nope, sorry. Yeah, he doesn't want to close that door. He doesn't want to close that door. Yeah. 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 Which is insane because he's almost 50 and is like mm-hmm. and I I'm much younger than him and like no, this no, this door is I no, no. I'm done. Like this is crazy. I can't yeah. imagine having six already and taking this one and being like, yeah, more is a good idea. It's I mean, <laughs> I guess to each their own. Like I guess I shouldn't like, you know, judge people too much, but for this guy particularly who can't take care of the ones he has. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. cuz I'm say it's not that like 6 or 7 is some absurd amount, but it is an absurd amount if you're not even taking care of the ones you have. You're not even living in the same you state just as the ones you have. You left them. You yeah. left them and moved across the country. Like, oh. Right. Okay, uh, let's move on to Deontay and Nicole. So Deontay tells his mom and his friend Derek that he feels like he needs to go to Nicole's wedding. They immediately jump on him saying, that's an idiot idea. He's torn because he thinks he should move on, but also feels like Nicole needs him to save her. Both his mom and Derek attempt to convince him by reminding him that she didn't want to be intimate with him and all she wanted was money. Deontay reminds them that Nicole cried at the sight of him and that she's clearly being manipulated by Tia. His mom asks why he can't see he's being manipulated. Derek then, for some reason, switches his strategy and thinks that Deontay, yeah, crashing this wedding is a great idea (laughs) because he thinks if it makes Deontay feel better, great. But more importantly, Derek knows that it will ruin Nicole's big day, which he thinks that's win-win. He just warns uh, Deontay not to look foolish by objecting to the wedding, professing his love. All right, so what do you think about Derek's plan for revenge? I mean, <laughs> Derek, like, things like he wants uh, YouTube views or something. Like, this is 100%. It's revenge, sure. But, like, it's not a win-win because Deontay is clearly going to lose. <laughs> like, right. it, it's really more of a lose-lose, I guess. Like, yeah. he definitely is like, oh, this is going to be terrible for Nicole. Go ahead. And, you know, I took this part with a grain of salt because he comes at this – as he says, from someone who's been married three times. So he knows right. how to ruin a bride's like, day. Oh, man. <laughs> I know we didn't know that about Derek before. So it's like Derek clearly has had his fair share of failed relationships yep. and maybe bad choices. So it's also like maybe I can see why Deontay is like, it's not like this guy's crushing it in the relationship department he don't know what's going on either right and nobody you know? so he's like whatever i'm not gonna listen to Derek." so i get that deontay has not been married yet but you know he is i don't know i feel like he's got Derek beat in idiot choices still. Hey, i mean we I, i'd like to hear more about Derek's past relationships because Derek seems like a pretty vindictive dude <laughs> Like, oh, I know, right? He was like, oh, I know I've been married three times. This is like their day. You know, if if you come crashing it. You will never have another opportunity to hurt her like you have today. And it's like, yikes, Derek. Come on, man. I know, man. Yeah, but I, it was kind of weird to me. And then his mom was just kind of like, what is going on right now? Yes. I mean, it's always very weird. That whole situation is weird. And I know, I guess other people get advice like this from their parents, but I certainly do not. Like, I can't imagine having, you know, relationship advice from my mom and having her be like, listen, son, she didn't sleep with you. Like, that woman is not fucking you. You need to stay away. I was like, what? No, stop. No. 
Like, no, I know. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely not the kind of person that's like talking to my parents or they're lecturing me about my sex life. That would be like too awkward. Oh, no. And I, it'd be awkward for them, too. My, I, I, I could already hear my dad being for like, both, I don't want to yeah. hear about it. No, I don't want to hear it. No. Nah. <laughs> These uh, kids were born through in vitro. <laughs> yes, like definitely. I know that it happened and I that's the limit of what I need to know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to know how often anything happened or anything like that. We're we're, we're good. We're good. Set. There were kids coming, and there we go. Oh my. Um. Yeah. So we saw a little bit um from the wedding in two weeks. Two weeks because next week uh, is yeah. uh, uh. It's the this week this coming week. There's no episode because it's the day after Thanksgiving, right. right? It's Black Friday. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The yeah. other thing that came up once is Derek did our not Derek. Deonte did our favorite thing. Like, what makes you think? That you're not being manipulated. And what makes you think that she really cares about you? Oh, yeah. And why was it? Yeah. Because she cried once. She cried. <laughs> she must care because she cried. So oh. if you're kind of new to us, that's one thing that we accuse a lot of people of doing is like, you know, all of a sudden someone cries. Oh, they must love me. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't, make, it doesn't mean that at all. You could be crying because you feel guilty about lying right now. You could be crying right. because you're angry. Oh, People cry, cry for it, lots of reasons. Yeah, but it's amazing how many people interpret that as, and oh, that's true love. They were overwhelmed with emotion of me and they must love me so much that it drew them to tears. It's like, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that's really going to be in the two weeks. I'm imagining nec- that next episode is going to be hugely around this wedding. It's going to be like half the episode, right? Yeah. I mean, Deontay looks like he's in the wedding. I mean, it looks like he he's shows dressed up, up in a tux that he rented. A, I mean, it looks like a tux that's like a, like from a bad western or something like it's not a like stylish what's happening yeah i like my thought is is like what does he think is gonna happen like he just barges in like i'll take her spot you know and then just like move in on tia and get married to nicole himself like why is he dressed up if you're crashing a wedding why does it matter what you look like well yeah it's not like you're james bond sneaking into the monte carlo casino you have to like look the part to get in he just (laughs) show up at a wedding and be like i i it's just one of those things where I, you, you, but when somebody comes up with the plan, you just want to ask them, what's the best case scenario of this plan? What are you hoping that ha- <laughs> to happen, right? And it's like, that, is it that? Is it says, I'm here to save you, Nicole? And she says, fine, and pushes Tia into the river and says, step up here, Deontay. <laughs> like, and if he does, does he think there's like more than like, a one in 10 million chance of that happening? Like, what? what is he doing? I don't understand. I don't get it either. All right. So thinking of not understanding what's going on, we're left with Lacey and Shane. And the Lacey-Shane segment this week, this segment is, this week is weird because the story as it's told just in the show leads a lot of gaps. So we don't really tell much of a story. And I... I did went go to the internet to try to find some of the things that I could put together, but it's mostly rumors, and I'm still not sure what the hell happened. Um, yeah, right. But anyway, we start with Lacey petting and talking to a cat, which, again, is not as random as it first seems. She's up on the couch after their time with the therapist the night before. She tells us that things don't – she doesn't mean what – she says things she doesn't mean when she's upset, and that explains the part where she said she regretted married, marrying Shane – or like ever loving him and having a baby with him and everything like that. So she says this isn't the marriage she thought they would have and then kind of leaves it at that and doesn't really explain more of what her expectations are. So when they back together, Shane comes out and is really confused about what's going on because Lacey said he didn't love anymore. And she said, instead of not loving you, I meant we're more like disconnected because after Summer was born, he hasn't been around as much. And every time they try to work things out, it only lasts a few days and then goes back to normal. So he talks a big game in his interview about trying hard to give Summer a normal life that he didn't have, and now he wants to does and how he doesn't want to lose his family. Lacey says they can make it work if they really want to, but it's going to take a lot. And she asks him it, to really, really try because she doesn't want another man. She wants to make this work. And then things get very bad. So they we see it like doorbell cam footage of Shane getting arrested, 
And then they kind of zoom forward 48 hours later and they show us, make they really make sure they show us this cat again from the first scene <laughs> before showing the producer talking to Lacey, who's like depressed on the couch and doesn't want to talk about Shane and doesn't want to say anything. The kids are with Papa John and Shane is elsewhere. So later in an interview, though, she said that her and Shane got into a huge fight regarding how she was talking to John behind his back. And the fight, fight escalated, as Lacey says, until some illegal things happened and but we assume that's when he was arrested she doesn't even say he was arrested so this is where it kind of comes into the internet sleuthing it seems like i don't know what this arrest was for because around this time he was arrested twice once was for Mm -hmm. animal cruelty where some reports say he actually killed a dog and others say he injured a cat that ended up being okay later which is why I think they keep showing this cat walking around the house looking okay. Oh, and then, okay. <laughs> and then later, he was arrested for assault on a family member. So I'm not sure which of these arrests we're talking about here. They both have – they happen within a month mm-hmm. of each other. But anyway, back to what we see on the show. Um, Lacey says that things are spiraling out of control because after Shane got arrested, she said she went to a dark place – And, you know, when she goes to a dark place, what she does is she calls John and they got together, had drinks and based on the look of the phone video, did some other substances besides drinks as well. And they ended up sleeping together. And she says all night. So at this point, they show us a flashback of all the good times with Shane and also all the times that John antagonized Shane, you know, the big daddy's home and everything. All right. So. Of the three people in this stupid, endlessly long love triangle, who was the Mm -hmm. dumbest this week? I think Lacey. Okay. Because she's the one who keeps on dragging John into it. Like, John seemed like he was kind of happy with whatever girl he was dating. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, annoys me that it's like, as soon as Lacey's life has gone to shit that she needs to bring down john too right right she can't just leave him alone he's not the one reaching out to her and so not only is she like ruined her relationship but now she's ruining john's relationship so and then she wouldn't have even had the fight with shane in the first place if she wasn't reaching out to john it's like she's not kidding when she says that she makes a lot of wrong choices maybe more than most um But it's like this all kind of started with the whole, you know, like, I regret marrying you. I regret having kids with you. And it's like we talked about this last week. That was like the most terrible, unproductive thing she could have said. How do you even recover from something like that? And so it's no wonder that Shane comes at you with a, have you been talking to John? Because clearly you don't want to be with me. And so who would be the person you would want to be with? John. So now I have doubts because you said you didn't want to be with me. I have doubts that you're being faithful. Yeah, it is. And it's just, it doesn't, it's funny that she, I guess people's emotions get into them and and things Mm. like that with Lacey because Yes, you're saying it was unproductive to say, I regret marrying you. And yeah. she's called John how many times? And how many times has that ever been productive? How many times has that led anybody right. to a better place? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess except for the better place while they're doing it that night, it's probably pretty fun. And then after that, it's worse, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And so it just seems like she's just one of those people that – and I do think this, her her self-worth is so wrapped up in her sexuality, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why she struggled so much with Shane is because she felt like she wasn't wanted when Shane didn't want to have sex with her all the time. Right, right. And so when she gets into a place and she gets into a bad place, what she wants to do is have sex. And like that's yeah. the easiest person to call up and know that that's what's going to happen if you call him up. Like, right. Right. And so – She needs to get a handle on that before she gets a handle on anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder a little bit if John had broken up with his girl before he went out because it seems like a sober you. I get – I don't even want to say I get it, but it seems more likely to me that you're going to make these kinds of like impulsive mistakes if you're not sober, right? Right. So if you're John – 
you know, knowing that you're putting yourself in a position where you're both going to be drunk, you're going to be with the person that you seem to be magnetically attracted to all the other times. seems like that's a recipe for disaster if you have a girlfriend, right? So you're not even putting yourself in that position. Especially as like what I said, if you add some other substances there that like really sure. facilitate things along and that but really push things in that direction, right? Like, yeah. And that's part of the problem with them, too. It almost takes John being high on something else for him to go back to Lacey. Right. But then the drugs is what makes it so it never works out. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it, it definitely if I'm looking at that, Sam, looking at what they did, it certainly is not going to help if Lacey is t- doing the drugs, too. Right. Yeah. And she, she doesn't have as big of, a, of an addiction issue as he does. But like it, it you can't it's really hard to be sober with somebody who's not right. Yeah. And and if that, yeah. if that's what's moving along then then that's, you know, bad. Um and I mean and, and especially because she seems like she knows she made a mistake, but you know, then it there's so much of this, so many details we don't have as to how the cops mm-hmm. got called because I imagine she called them if it what she called them for because there was all kinds of stuff on the internet. Shane's cousin is like she made it all up and it wasn't anything, you know. Because you never, I don't think he got charged for any of the things he got arrested for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very, very, like, it's a very, very gray area. I mean, at this point, it definitely looks like they're better off not together, but she's not better oh, yeah, off with John, definitely. right? No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the conditions would have to be right for her and John to make it. Uh, mostly that he's sober, that they're communicating. And I think they have the potential. But I don't know. But I say that because, you know, we haven't seen them together. And I don't know. Is he resentful that she chose Shane every single time? Would he be paranoid that Shane was going to somehow would he, be back in the picture if things aren't going perfectly? Would he be you know, okay raising Shane's kid? Shane has to deal with. Like Shane has yeah. a baby with her. Like that baby is not going yeah. anywhere, right? Yes, because I could see – I mean that's the other thing. That's the way she works too, right? If she's with John, she mm-hmm. would probably treat Shane the same way, like holding him over yeah. his head in case of emergency. I got this one. Right. I got this one hanging around. And so it, I just don't – I don't see any way this could work. But any any three of them, they all need to go their separate ways. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so we didn't hear from John and Christiana and Brittany and Marcelino um, and Stan and Lisa. I know. Well, yeah. we questionably won't hear from Stan and Lisa because it doesn't seem to seem like they're a couple anymore. Right. Well, I'm trying to wait. Wait. It's been so long. What happened with them last? Like uh, they kind of like broke up. He, he was doing his angry pointing at the screen and everything. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of was like vaguely saying they weren't together, but like in a way that kind of made it seem like the door was still open in case she needed yes, money. Right. He can still give me money if he wants yeah. to. But other than that, yeah, we're done. Right. Making sense. Yeah. OK. So who is your student of the week? Uh, so I uh, you, you mentioned before we started recording, this is a tough week. Um, so it was. It was very so tough I went week. with Eric. Like whatever you will say about okay. how angry he is or whatever he did, this no, it's how he looks. How he looks I'm angry. Not he is angry. If he's he a good influence, whatever. I give you have to give him this. He is ride or die. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is right. <laughs> like he is ready for that it. That is true. But that that was the reason why I didn't give it to him because I was like, well, he kind of wants her to like go like break the law still so i don't know if that really constitutes student of the week but yes you're right on the other hand that's right or die for sure (laughs) oh goodness okay so i yes i was having a hard time and so i just was like all right well guess what ray had to put up with britney dressing him the right way you know trying to impress britney's already difficult mother he had a hard week and he's deserving of student of the week okay Okay. Yeah. All right. What about your dad? So I know it's not clear exactly what happened, but I mean, it seems pretty clear enough that Shane got arrested at some point in this thing mm-hmm. for putting an animal either in harm's way or actually doing harm for to an animal. So fuck that mm-hmm. guy. Class dunce. Uh, 
So I actually had no idea any of that was going on behind the scenes because I didn't look it up. I just was like, all right, illegal things. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, I put my dunces lacy. Like, seriously, you're going to go over and shit on John's life, too? Like, get yeah, out of here. Like it's, you you, you can't, can't just have your, your life fall apart. You got to drag him with you. Right. Right. Yeah, right. fair enough. Okay, what about your life lesson? All right. So in the history of all problems... It's got to be single digits, five, ten problems that have ever been solved by just pretending they didn't exist until they went away. And that none oh of those gosh. have ever been a parole violation. <laughs> so oh, like, my you goodness, actually have yes. to deal with your problems and not just ignore them until hoping they'll go away. What does she think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. What is she – because she's going to move across the country? All right, fine. You get a traffic ticket. You get like – you know, pulled over for anything. You get, to, you know, something, they check your license for whatever. And all of a sudden they're hauling you back to Georgia to put you in jail. Like it's not, you're not going to get away yeah. from that. Right. Uh, so my life lesson is directed at Sean. You should just always be upfront about what you really want when it comes to kids, especially. Yeah. No one wants to bring kids in the world because they were afraid to say what they wanted in fear of losing someone. Okay. Like, that's not why there should be more kids in the world. But, uh, oh, I just didn't want to tell her I didn't want to have any kids. Yes, so we'll just have some. But that happens. <laughs> He's definitely not the only person who's done that. I was afraid oh, if I no, said I didn't want no, kids, no, we'd I'm break sure. up. So I guess we'll have kids. Like, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just, know, it, it's right? just, I don't know what he told her or how it went down, but like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. He he clearly could have like handled that better. And the idea that he just kept saying, I didn't understand the question. And it was like, I just didn't understand the question. You're upset at me because oh I just, gosh. something came out wrong. And she's right because it's like, it always comes out wrong because it comes yeah, out. He always says that. Right. Because he always says that. Because that's what he does when he's covering up for a lie. When you get him caught in a lie, he's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. It must You must have misunderstood. It came out wrong. Actually, I meant the thing that I said before, whatever it was that I told you. <laughs> I honestly don't get how she finds him attractive. His face is like in a literal constant scowl. Yeah. It's – I don't know. I don't know either. I, I mean, it's, it's not attractive. It's not attractive. And yeah, just to look at that and be like, imagine him sitting there like that the whole time with his stupid scowly, yeah. like his eyebrows are always down. His mouth's always hanging open. Just imagine looking at that and being yeah. like, let's make out now. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. my man. I'd be like, oh, no. Send him back. All right. So, uh, yeah. So it looks like there is no new episode next week. So we will be back in two weeks. That's right. We'll see everybody then. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.